0: You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It is, of course, uh, the Go Birds podcast. I'm John Barton, along with James Seltzer, Elliot Shore, Parks, live from Vault 76. Uh, we hope you are, Man, uh, The weather, I hope it's, I hope it's the same wherever you were, because Jesus, it was gorgeous today here in Philly, uh, and. Uh, kind of uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's a it's gorgeous news, and and I'll tell you why I'm excited in a little bit. It has to deal with well, not necessarily the Jersey numbers, which we'll get into tonight because they've all been announced finally. We get to react to those. I'm uh, gonna play a little stock up, stock down when it comes to that. Uh, but uh, I don't know, fellas. Did you end up seeing the uh? Who is it? Bleacher Report, their Gridiron site that throw up that. Wonderful, beautiful Kelly Green uh, Jalen Hurts jersey because that thing needs to come back uh, like it was yesterday. Oh my God! If anybody had any problems with the Kelly Green, I think that was solved with that, James. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember if you were kind of uh, an all in on the Kelly Green or all out on the Kelly Green type of guy.
1: I'm neither. Uh, I'm fine yeah. with the Kelly. Like I like the Kelly Green old school, but the Eagles also won the Super Bowl in midnight green, so <laughs> I definitely want Kelly Green as a alternate, like for sure. Yeah, but I'm not someone yeah. who is like pounding the table it's saying it should be all Kelly Green all the time.
0: What What are you What are you watching there, LHR Parks? <laughs> so
2: sorry, there's <laughs> there's like a
0: couldn't get so like, couldn't get rid of the Siesta
2: Geese. I well, I mean June June 16th. Like I'm pumped, but um, <laughs> no, I have a window. I had a window open in my browser, and it just all of a sudden plays like oh. music. So I, I've I closed it. Can but, I guess the browser? Well,
0: it was WIP.com. Oh, so. why did she say that? All right, all right. Answer, I'm all right. Just Give us a plug. But um,
2: <laughs> I will say I'm normally not as big on the Kelly Green, Green as other people. Like because a lot of the mock ups I see are not good. But the one I saw the one I saw today of Jalen Hurts in that number two jersey. My God. Looked great. Not gonna lie. Looked very good. Um I I think their black alternates are really bad so I would like if they went to a Kelly Green alternate instead but I think you gotta keep the Midnight Green as well.
0: Yeah I think that is if that becomes the next big game jersey I would love that to replace you know I, the the back in black stuff that worked and I think that was fun but that'll, that'll look really good on TV and can I just say that would trump all of uh, James did you see the Tommy Bahama bullshit that the Rams just you know shot out of a cannon when you thought you couldn't get worse than the Atlanta Falcons. You see that jersey release? I did not.
1: Oh. I, I I don't like their new logo, so I'm not surprised God. at the new jersey. So did I, you see
0: that thing? It I was liked, ugly. I like
2: the Rams. Oh, I of course the you did. I like them. I feel like we always do this with jerseys. They come out, everyone on Twitter is like, "Oh, these are so bad," and then by the time like <laughs> week three rolls around, everybody forgets about it and they look fine. This like, pretty good. They're, I like. I like the helmet. I like the idea of not having a white jersey. I think the bone is kind of cool. And I mean, look, the gradient on the numbers or whatever, where it kind of like goes from one color to another. That's not great, but I think overall <laughs> they're 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 good. I I, I like them. I that's, think they're better. I'll say this: they're better than the Eagles' midnight green jerseys.
0: What? All right, that's you can uh, at uh, Elliot Shore Parks uh, for that one. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get that. Uh, My bench
2: <laughs> has been a flame. <laughs> so.
0: I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. I uh, I, I I will ask you kind of in order maybe we'll do this in clumps here but we'll stick with the jersey theme because we have some numbers and gentlemen let's just say i'm a little concerned i'm a little concerned i might have to change who i feel a little more confident about after the numbers but uh, james i want to start with you just with first impressions Uh, uh, you know jalen hurts keeps his number two Uh, i think that's pretty cool uh anything that sticks out to you right away in terms of judging judging these players with their jersey number selections
1: yeah uh luckily i don't Check my mentions so they can <laughs> flay, flame up with this. It's all meaningless. Oh, my God. Is absurdity. You're not good because you wear a certain number and you're not bad because you wear a certain number. Facts. That's just what it is. So I'm fine with it. Hurts and two. Sure. Why not? He's the number two quarterback on this team. That's for damn Sure. Um so yeah, I don't I don't have any strong
2: things. things? Everyone out there that likes Jersey numbers, I completely disagree with James. (laughs) Uh I think I think careers were essentially decided today with these numbers coming out. So do I absurd, absurd, beyond absurd take. Here's my favorite three. Are we are we going one by one?
0: Yeah, no, no give it favorite three is it sounds wonderful. Let's do it like that.
2: Jalen Hurts in number two is obviously the best one. It's a power number. He'll look great out there in it. Like, you know, he's just, it's a power number. I, I really like Jalen Hurtson, too. Uh, Sean Bradley in 54. I think that looks great. But I think the biggest winner today, Casey Toolhill in number 56. <laughs> this guy's making the team. Why 56? That is an elite. I mean, it's Chris Long, right? Okay, so fair. I think that's good. Uh, he's Casey Hill's strength is apparently pass rushing, so I can see a nice little 56 pass rushing going on there. I just it just seems like a number you don't cut. I can't picture him getting cut in number 56. <laughs> you know, it's, it's real quick, uh, yeah. real quick.
1: And I agree, 56 is a strong number. Yeah. Again, not that it matters. Why are we so excited about two? Matt Ryan is far and away the best quarterback who's ever worn number two. <laughs> Some other highlights of number twos: right. Aaron Brooks, Tim Couch. I mean, why are we excited about number two? Doug Flutie wore number two. Hey, get number you. Number two is not you, a historically great quarterback number,
0: for what it's worth. You get the Doug Flutie slander out of your mouth right now, sir. Uh, like he's
1: not a great player. Like I it is Look, I it mean, is. when
0: you know, you know, and when you just <laughs> so see backup Elias quarterback for the vast play. majority of
1: his career, but whatever. Nobody.
0: Somebody's got to break the mold, James. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's uh, and and maybe that's him. I'm hot, man. That that would really stink if he. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm, I'm. All right, James has a strong point. Maybe uh, it's a, it's a now, wait and two, see. Now,
2: two is great.
0: Two is a wait and so? see. So wait it. and see. Is
2: great.
1: It's a wait and see. Historically, it's not great. It's super average.
2: Because it's not about this. It's not always about that. Like with Chris Long at 56, it is. But I think we can all just agree the number two looks great on a jersey. Well, like wait, it's
0: a single- James, let me ask you this. Out of those people that you just named that wore two, was that their career number by any chance? Flutie, might, Flutie definitely wasn't because he was 22 in college,
2: and he wore seven also.
0: Yeah, he wore seven as well. So, any of those guys have career number twos that you well, know of?
1: I don't know what that means. Like, because like Jalen Hurts never
0: changed his number in college, is what I'm saying. So that's, well, that's I
1: don't know. Who cares? Is oh man,
0: gosh, oh my. Oh, all right, fine. We're my, moving. My on. strong feeling on that is, <laughs> who cares? Uh, well, here, can I tell you what I'm worried about? I'm, uh, I'm seriously worried about Kayvon Wallace and that forty two. Can we oh, talk I about that? I I yeah. like that is not great for a safety. That was I think we argued about forty one for Darby, you know, and that was kind of back and forth there too, so I don't know. I I, I vehemently hate forty two for Wallace. It actually makes me really concerned about liking the pick. I
1: mean Ronnie Wa- Ronnie Lott wore it, but you know, oh. no biggie. I mean <laughs> forty right. two. You know you know who else wore number forty two? What do you got? Jackie Robinson. All right. <laughs> We're football. All football. You Irrelevant. You can't even wear 42 in baseball because it's retired throughout
2: the sport. What are we doing well,
0: here? Well, unfortunately, football is a better sport than baseball, and you can stick to the the high hopes takes for that one, sure. Mr. Seltzer. Uh, yeah.
2: 42 feels like a special teams player. I'm sorry. Except for, I don't know, Ronnie Lott, who was, you know, one of okay, the... Okay, all- well, that <laughs> was, like, forever ago, okay? I mean, let's just talk. I don't know. I mean, look, I really... Kamo Wallace is probably my favorite draft pick they made. I think he has a chance to be a stud. I just don't like 42. I'm hoping this is a number he'll change... Like once they make final cuts Thank and God it doesn't mean anything. Isn't that a beautiful
1: thing? That you don't have to <laughs> dislike have the guy because he's wearing that. number forty two. How about that?
2: I'm gonna look at the roster right now to see if there's any twenties open, but go ahead, Barton.
0: Uh and then the other one, and I gotta be honest with you, Jalen Rager at eighteen, I don't like it. I really no, don't apologize. like it. I it just it's got bad juju next to it, and it's not because of we're gonna think that you know he's Macklin, Macklin soft. 18, right? Yeah, yeah, Macklin was great. Like I don't want to get into that conversation. I think that it's just a, it's not the greatest jersey number in the world outside of the one outlier when it comes to Macklin. So my excitement for Rager has died down now a little bit. Uh, and and the other two actually I I'm not. A, not really? exactly.
1: Legitimately, as your excitement for Rager died down. Yes. Because he's no. That's, that's, that's how sick that in
0: the head I am. Yes.
1: Moronic. I, I mean, yes. that is so stupid. I can't. <laughs> I can't even like put it into words how ridiculous this. You is. You know,
0: for a guy that says nothing, none of this matters. You're certainly adamant about. You have takes, and then you go my back on them, is, and then like, what is it?
1: It doesn't matter. Hence, whatever number he wears isn't going to influence <laughs> what type of player he is. That in,
2: is my take. In the history, I think it's a little interesting they didn't give out twenty-seven. Uh ooh, that's a, that's a good number, right? Like, if you're K, yes. you would prefer that.
0: Interesting. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Excellent point. Does that matter to you, James? Is that relevant in any way?
1: That they might retire Malcolm Jenkins'
0: number is that like where you're going? I don't. know. No, no, no. I'm just well, asking.
1: I mean, I mean, well, I'm wondering what the what's the point out. of it? Like, what is it? Like, I think the reason they didn't give it out is because Malcolm just wore it. That's my guess, right? Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Attention. Um, yeah. They give so it the, out. The, it's interesting in the idea of of will they retire his number? Otherwise, it's not really that interesting, right? Like, it's it's a number
2: um yeah, i i think it's interesting i don't so know I, from it,
1: that but perspective i mean that's the only perspective that's what you were talking about right elliot that was the point of the comment yeah i think it's oh interesting, interesting. okay i do think from that perspective it's a little interesting yeah okay yeah
0: uh so what uh do you think that happens uh well i guess you think about they're going to retire his number then right I mean, no, if that's what you I believe, don't
2: think they're going to retire. But it's just, I mean, this is they, you know, they've done this with Lashawn McCoy. They haven't given out twenty-five. Uh, it just be interesting to see how long they go without giving out the twenty-seven because it is. I mean, it's a phenomenal number. Like any number in the twenties is great. If you're a safety, you want that cornerback. So I just wonder how long they'll go without giving it out.
0: Uh, well, we'll move on from numbers, James. I was just, you know, I was uh, trying to get. I just
2: tell you how I feel. I just, I don't. <laughs> people always do it. I know
1: Elliot's a big numbers guy, and all yeah. like, it. It legit means nothing to me. Like all, right. le- all it means is like if I see someone in a number where like, you know, like a, a seventh round pick, get, and I actually, you know, like 72 for Prince, like that's a good offensive lineman number. It's Great. usually like if you just see a number that you don't see very often, you're like, oh, that guy's probably not that important. Is like the only thing you can potentially take away from it. But I don't think that give, being given a number – Has any bearing whatsoever on how a player plays. Okay. Yeah, I know you got it. I'm just,
2: I think think it's a pretty logical thing to to say. (laughs) No, (laughs) I I think a lot, I mean, players really care about this. Like Jalen Mills switched from 31 to, to 21, right? Like, I do think that the players care a lot about their numbers for what it's worth. Like, I don't think these, I don't think Kate was like, give it whatever number you
1: legitimately want. think that I'm sure they do. Who wouldn't? I mean, it's your number, it's your Jersey. Yeah. I get that. But do you think that a player actually plays worse? Cause they're not wearing
2: a, a particular Jersey number. Do you think that's actually a real thing? Uh, I mean, look, it's, it's like the Deion Sanders saying, you look good, you play good. Like who actually knows? But I, I do think that, you know, if a player has like a clunky number, I just feel like they look different out there. They just do. So I don't know if like you play worse
0: because of that
2: but like jay Ajay, i don't know you see him in bad numbers i just ronald darby in 41 i just i think it matters somewhat
0: yeah well the since uh james i mean you can you can turn off your headphones and mute for for one minute if you want to because i just want to talk to my talk to elliot about uh davion Taylor 52 uh f- how are you feeling because <laughs> i love it i think now now i'm really excited about the guy that i'm not sure that it can play linebacker
2: I'm down the middle on it. Yeah. I don't love it as much as you do. I don't hate it. I'm just down the middle on it.
0: <laughs> and then uh, my last two takes were uh, Watkins, Hightower. I, I appreciate the 80s, but they, they also feel like practice squad numbers to me as well. Not, yeah, a, not as I sharp. Yeah,
2: I like them in the teens. I think almost all receivers are better in the teens. Really?
0: Yeah. I think that's
1: – wow. I, I mean, like, it's most of the great receivers of all time are 80 guys. Like, I mean, Jerry Rice was 80. Michael Irvin was 88. I mean, like, you see, like – great
2: receivers in the 80s all the time yeah it's interesting how much logic you're trying to apply to this when we're just <laughs>
1: <laughs> no well, i'm just fine that you're saying like that, that the 80s are like practice squad numbers i would argue that like and again i do not think that what pr- number a person wears influences how they play at all yes. but i do think that like the 80s are historically good numbers for wide receivers like there are a lot of great receivers who have worn 80 i mean brandy Moss was 84 i mean
2: I don't, yeah, I don't think they're practice squad numbers. I just would have liked to see speed guys in the in the teens.
0: Yeah, it looks better on TV, right? That's what we're trying to say. I don't know, uh, but uh, So I don't know if you if you have any jersey takes again. Uh, pop quiz, uh, James Seltzer, what is our text line? <laughs> you got me, brother. No. <laughs> 267-245-6066 And speaking of which this is what I wanted to know. do you someone someone out there texted to see if they were a relative of one James Seltzer. That's how I mean like we can come together for, as I said, the 23 and me Go Birds package. Uh, so if you think you're related to James Seltzer, there is a text line open to you specifically for that and we'll uh, get into those And uh, a couple of those now I'll ask you a serious question, James. Uh, there has been a lot of buzz now with Miles Sanders. You saw a couple of fantasy people kind of jump out and say, "Man, this guy could have a breakout type of season." Um, there's been a lot of uh, heat. Our good friends over uh, inside the Birds, Adam Kaplan, you know, saying the Carlos Hyde thing. I'm glad I'm uh was three and a half years way too early for Carlos Hyde being a part of the Philadelphia Eagles and whatever here. But uh, does this kind of open your eyes to to maybe? And then I think I think I saw Pro Football Talk say that uh, you know Doug Peterson being quoted as you're going to see a little bit of a different offense. Uh, is that mean we're going to see a lot more San Francisco running game? Because that's the that's the impl- implication. At least I see here.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I look. I think they're I think they're going to run the ball. I mean they've had so much success the last couple years when they've committed to running the ball. Whether it's Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. I mean we've seen a lot of that. I think the screen game. You know, I think they're going to do all that stuff. Look, I think they brought Skango in for a reason. I'm sure that some of them. I love those... when you call
0: him Skango. Sorry. What? I still can't get yeah, over it's, it. But... <laughs> Where else am I supposed to call him? That's yeah, his I know. Name. I love Scango. it. I love it.
1: Um, you know, I think they brought him in for a reason. So I'm sure some of those concepts are interesting to them and things that they want to start to employ. But um, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, as, you know, like a carbon copy type of thing. But I do think that they want another running back. I think they want to mix those three guys in. I think they want to get Sanders Scott and. Hide whoever that that third guy is in, and, and I think that that look that's a strength of their team. They have a good offensive line. They got good running backs. I think they're going to utilize them.
0: Elliot, what I mean, like, is that uh, kind of your impression here too? It's just it's well, it's not going to be much much different. They're not going to you know overhaul uh, it all together. Like I kind of been saying here.
2: Yeah. So one interesting nugget I thought Jason Kelsey talked today uh, to reporters, and he was kind of asked about. How with the virtual offseason and kind of learning, kind of what you hinted at, right? Like learning a new playbook in some ways because of the Scan hire, uh, and he kind of threw water on it a little, saying a lot of the stuff Scan is bringing in, they've they've already done, right? Like maybe not to the exact uh, the exact way, but they've had a lot of those similar type concepts in there. So uh, he said he's excited about it, obviously, but he he kind of play, downplayed it, and I think my ultimate take on all this is the offense is not going to look much different. Like I think they'll roll Wentz out a little bit more, but I don't think they're going to be a run-first offense. I don't think you're going to see the 49ers offense. I don't think that's what you should see. I don't think they're going to do a quarterback offense, two quarterback offense. I think they're just going to come out there and do what they did last year and hope that Carson plays better and that the receivers are better. I I think like the further into the offseason we get uh every time there's a quote from doug people want to read into it but yeah doug is who he is he's been he's he's had the whole offense his entire career his playing career his coaching career carson's known this offense since he's been here i think you'll see like four or five plays a game maybe where you say like oh that's a little different but the core of their offense is not going to change they are going to throw the ball a ton with Carson Wentz next year. Maybe he's out of the pocket a little more, but I I don't think you're seeing you're going to see a run first. Anywhere close to a run first offense from this team.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's something that even we discussed before the draft when, you know, the Darius slay thing happened and where is this team trying to go and the image it's trying to make here well, we're all still trying to figure out the whole retooling process what this is. Uh, you're listening to my crazy ideas and, and all this other stuff that's happening here. And ultimately, you guys might be right in that thing. I just don't fully buy into that just because of how they made the, the team up. I actually think that they could lean on Miles Sanders a lot earlier uh, because that's... And, and you guys have said this before, even during the season. Uh, and and James, I know like we, we don't want to say it at any point, but... You know, Green Bay, Buffalo, we both pointed out. That's what the Eagles are are, our best at. And they're, you know, doing all those different things. We're we're all have different takes on the wide receivers, and we're skeptical about how they're going to work out. I actually think that they would lean on it pretty heavily, uh, you know, in a weird season where we're not going to know where it's going to stop and start. We've also addressed the same stuff where we're not even sure how much of these rookies can learn. And I know that Fletcher Cox kind of pointed out this week and how weird it's been to go into meetings and trying to learn playbooks and all this different stuff, I actually think there's a good chance that, in, and Elliot might be right in terms of like concept and things like that is going to stay similar, but I don't know. I, I would say that there's going to be plenty new wrinkles, especially if they're looking for another Carlos Hyde type to be, you know, that four-back system that they like there.
1: Yeah, look, I think there'll be some near-ingles. I'm I'm more on Elliott's side than on your side with this. I think it's going to be a similar type of offense. I think they will certainly still be a throw-first offense. I I think they want to use Wentz. I I agree. I think they probably roll him out a little bit more, get him a little more in space. But um, I, I think, to your point, I agree that last season, the best version of the Eagles offense we saw was the one that use the run to set up the pass, They use the run as its primary, you know, way of moving the ball and, and supplement it with the pass. I don't think that we that will be their intent, but I do think that right now with the personnel they have and, you know, especially with the speed on the outside now that they're bringing, I do think that there's going to be more open up in the middle for them to, to run the football a little bit more. So I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as you do, but I do think that it's, it's probably the best version of the offense right now. Is, is yeah. well, at least see the
2: running game is a big part of it. The issue with that, though, is to me, and I remember us having this debate on uh, Go Birds Radio when we were, yep. you know, still <laughs> able to see people, right? Yeah. I mean the the Eagles' offense being a better run team last year was because Carson Wentz was really bad for like twelve weeks. So if if you're going to be a run <laughs> a run first pass,
1: but again, <laughs> I'm not saying run first. I'm not no, saying no, run first. <laughs>
2: I, I know you're not, but what what I'm saying is that the team, the reason they the, Carson that, Wentz was great
1: in those games, like the Buffalo game, the Packers game, like he was really good in those yeah. games. He he made the throws
2: but, he needed to make. Right, but he he made he, look. I'm not. Those were big wins. He played well, but you don't pay Carson Wentz 37 million dollars for those types of games, right?
0: Like like the, but you, you got it. But it's not going to matter if he gets hurt. Win, is my only any way
2: you can win. Right. I
1: think you 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 take the team you're playing and you say, all right, what did they do well? Then let's do. I mean, that's what New England's done for years. Is New England is taking their opponent, said what do they do well? All right, we're going to
2: attack well, yeah, the thing they a do point by week thing. thing. I agree so, with
1: that. So that's right. So I think that's the type of offense they're going to be. I just think that the, the run game is something that they're good at. Like they have a yeah. good offense line. They have talented backs, especially if they add someone like Hyde. So I just think like it's something they'll utilize. Again, I don't think yeah. it's going to be a run first team. I just think that when the situation calls for
2: it, they will be. I and I agree with that. I think one of the things Doug is really good at is like attacking another team's weaknesses. And I and I'm not saying they should not do that. My ultimate point though is we're talking big pitcher, right? Like we're not talking about a week one matchup against a team. And if we're saying on a large, larger scale pitcher, like this team needs to put they need to design their offense and put pieces around Carson to make him the best version of that. Like this team is going to go. As far as far as Carson Wentz takes them, they're not going to be a run first team and run their way to the Super Bowl. It's just not. That's not how you win in the NFL, in uh, yeah, my and, opinion. Yeah, and
0: and, and I, I'm just let me let me jump in there real quick because that's not what I'm suggesting either. I just know that San Francisco somehow figured out to gash people like pass plays do, and if that's efficient, you should do that. And you know, you line up all the other different things with the with the draft and who was efficient in doing that. Hertz is really efficient in doing that. Uh, Miles Sanders is really efficient in doing all those things, you know, and San Francisco has also proved that you don't need top end talent in whatever, you know, is going through Kyle Shanahan's head to make them very, very effective. You know, they went through Matt Breed and we're like, oh my God, that's amazing. They should hang. Oh, he got hurt and you can just dispose of him. Okay. Yikes. You know, but I, I imagine what San Francisco might look like with Carson Wentz, you know, and if the, the apple of your eye there, LH Short Parks. If you have Carson Wentz instead of Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, I think you would win. Numbers- the Super
2: Bowl yes. if you have Carson Wentz instead of right. Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. That, that's uh, that's I, my I, point. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, obviously,
0: I mean, you not know, I mean, Carson Wentz <laughs> is
2: definitely better
0: than Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: Jimmy Garoppolo. is a better shot,
0: James, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I, think, I think Carson Wentz is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's more talented. But to say that they would definitely win the Super Bowl, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo missed one pass in the Super Bowl. And it was a big one, right? But, like, they came super close with him. So, I don't know. I just – Right. I don't think so be I'm never. saying Carson a never better quarterback <laughs> never <won> a playoff. <laughs> winning with a better Carson quarterback. A playoff game. We have no idea how he would perform in those spots. I, I just disagree with that statement. I do think Carson is probably more skilled than Jimmy Garoppolo. Although I think Garoppolo does deliver a more accurate pass. But I, I mean, like, I I just wouldn't say they would definitely win it if they had Carson. I just disagree with that.
0: Uh, Wasn't it Jimmy Garoppolo's first go or am I misrepresenting that?
2: That was his first go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so what are we talking about? <laughs> Well, we, we, have no yeah, like, we have no idea. Yeah, it's like all right. Carson
2: do
0: it. So, we but have- I but I'm saying they protected Jimmy so well. His weaknesses so well that that's uh, I I man, I I don't know. I don't know how you don't see that. But regardless, that's that's what I'm thinking more or less is to have seven in the 8 yard chunk plays and that becomes more more effective when you do that and you saw some of that with Howard, like that big, you know, highlight play with Miles Sanders against Buffalo. That's a that's a drawn up Stoutland play that they used. And why not expand on what you have and grow the vines of you know the, your your Ravens and San Francisco's and all that? I don't know. I I think it's going to be pretty based around that and making it you know, however you want to say I, it, huge chunk, whatever they- it is. Yeah.
2: I hope they don't do that. I, I I think Doug is one of the best offensive minds in the game. I think he's really good at play calling like if you want to sprinkle in maybe every once in a while, but I really hope that this team does not overgo a major overhaul of the offense when Carson is playing well when their receivers are healthy they have elite tight ends they have a very good offensive line like they can score points we've seen this offense score points They're, when they've not scored it's it's not been in my opinion because of play design it's been because of poor execution on the field or injury so it I I think I don't think it, they need a major overhaul
0: oh well and uh James that's a, another point I wanted to bring up here too because I've been thinking the same thing if if it is Sliding at least borrowing stuff from the 49ers. shouldn't that make us a little more excited about what Elliot's saying with the with the tight ends with Goddard with Ertz? I mean that is that is a huge part of of their offense. I think that's why I I get excited about the potential of of borrowing a ton of that stuff.
1: Well, I I don't understand the question. Am I I'm excited sorry. about the tight ends? Is no, that what you're No, saying?
0: because of the way San Francisco uses their tight ends, like George Kittle. Then you look at you know Dallas Goddard and see how they could transfer over. I guess that's why I'm excited by the idea that I hope they steal a lot of that stuff from the 49ers because that that would, yeah, that I mean,
1: would help. I, sure, yeah. yeah, sure. I, I like look. I I I think Goddard and Ertz are two of their five best offensive players. So I you know want to see two of their like really three or four, not including one, it's like two two of their four best skill position, really three. If you go Sanders, I mean, if you want to put Deshaun in that group, maybe, but like he needs to stay healthy. I mean, Goddard and are two of their three or four best offensive skill players. So yeah, I, I want to see those guys utilized. I want to see 12 personnel. I want to see anything that's going to get them in space, get them ability to, to Get the ball and, and get yak after catches and all that. So yeah, um I, I would like to see them utilize those guys for sure.
0: And Elliot, you you're you're right in your points. I'm not uh, I, I I agree. Like this is not me like turning on you know actually it's better to run the football to go in football games or anything like that. I uh, I just think that that's what they have best. We don't know what these wide receivers are gonna be. And I'm doing the dumb thing where I'm a little scared by the numbers and all this other stuff. So why wouldn't they just go back to what they know with running backs and tight ends and you know blow that portion up of it i guess is what i'm saying
2: cuz look and i'm not trying to make this a carson thing cuz people get triggered when i talk about carson <laughs> But, I mean, like, if if Carson Wentz is as good as the organization thinks he is, then you don't have to do all that. Like, if Carson – when Carson Wentz plays well, him and Doug Peterson are good enough just with how they run their current offense. I just – I don't see a need to, like, borrow what San Francisco's doing. A, I don't really ever think Because it's that better than playing.
0: the Eagles. It's better what the than what the Eagles are running right now. That's just the truth. But that, but that, Same with the that's, Chiefs. That's, uh,
2: I mean, look, I think last year – the reason the offense was not good was because they had a ton of injuries, right? But also Carson didn't play well. My and what sucked,
0: man. What are we talking what? about? Why was any of that part of it good? We complained about the offense for two years. Why would they go back to the same well?
2: Because the offense works when the players are executing it. I mean, like, it's a proven offense. We've seen Doug. I mean, we yeah. do, do all of us agree that. Yeah, Doug's- but you, you still, I agree, but you still have
1: to adapt and yeah, change. Man. It's yeah. not like you can't adapt just keep there. an offense as it is and it's going to work forever. That's not the way it works. Like, right. And I, I adapt and change. And I do think that to Bartridge's point, I mean, Shanahan, we all talked about all year. We're like, this guy's the best offensive coach in football. Like, this guy is, period. He's what make everyone thought Sean McVay was. Like, so, like, why wouldn't you look to what that guy's doing and potentially take some stuff from there, especially when you go get a coach who worked with him? I, I don't know. I don't think it's
2: crazy to think well, that they and, try and, and borrow some concepts. And like I said, I, I'm fine with, you know, wrinkles and whatnot. But I, just, I think it's a lot harder to take what one team is doing on offense and making them successful and translate it to your team than it is just to... Go with what you already know. Trust the players you have, and because we've seen it work. I mean, I I, I, mean I,
0: I I don't know, man. I mean, that's and granted, it's because it, it normally happens when you have a new head coach or a new quarterback, right? Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like it took the Ravens that long to figure it out. They have Lamar
2: Jackson. I mean Carson. Like that. That's a you can't compare the Ravens to the Eagles. They have completely
0: different Uh, quarterbacks, right? And And I'm not saying that you have to come up with a completely new system now. I'm just saying now you've got to cater a lot more to what Carson's strengths are, which we agree they clearly didn't do over the last two years.
2: Well. I think at times last year they didn't. I don't know if I would say over the last two years. I mean, Carson, Carson also has to play better. I mean, Carson was one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the league last year. Like, that matters when you're talking about the ability to run an offense. You can design the best offense in the league if your quarterback is inaccurate. It doesn't matter. So, Carson has to play better than he did last year. And Doug has areas he can improve. I do think there, yes, are some adjustments to be made. But when you read these articles and, you know, people talking about, like, the Eagles are going to be this whole new offense, I just – I, I don't see that working, and I, so I don't think it's a path they should go down.
0: Okay, uh, you know it's it'll. I I still think I'm really right on this, <laughs> oh, <I know laughs> obviously. Yeah. A, and uh, and there's just so many things that keep popping up nationally that I've been saying. So I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying there's other people that are at least following the path as well here. So it'll be a fun debate, no matter what. And man, when it gets uh, really sweaty out here, and man, if baseball disappointments uh, or disappoints us somehow. Yeah, like these arguments are going to get a lot stronger and stronger, but I, we'll, we promise not to kill each other, that's for sure. Uh, 267-245-6066 is how you text. If we don't get you on the show, no worries. I love texting with uh, all of you. You know, this has been a lot of fun just to see if this thing works, and uh, we appreciate every everybody that's been listening, including, uh, what was it, uh, Stefan or Stefan or Steven, because he spelled it in a funky way, who uh, via Las Vegas, uh, via Germany, and somehow in Denver uh, said that uh, you know lo- loves connecting and feeling like he's a, a part of all this stuff, and we really appreciate all that stuff, guys. So from the uh, the nine one six, just a quick uh, a couple of comments here, James. It's killing me how uh, down everyone is on this team. It was just a few months ago that you know you're in the wild card, missing the whole right side of our offensive line, which we don't know uh, whether Lena's is in there or he isn't. A bunch of practice squad wide receivers, a banged up Sanders, and really extremely close to heading to San Francisco in the second round. Of the playoffs, I guess it's a fair point, James. Why do you think everybody's feeling like that? That mojo's long gone now.
1: Because Howie took a quarterback in the
0: second round yeah, of the draft. It's pretty easy, yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's what easy. it is. <laughs> it's flat out what it is. Yeah, it is. No, it it's is flat out what it is. Um, if,
2: if they took Denzel Mims at fifty-three, people totally, would be so much totally, more excited for this. Totally. <laughs> Even now, Christian Fulton, like any, like yeah, they people are feeling way better about this team. And you know, they, I think it know, is. is. And again, this is not something we created. The Eagles did this. What it did was it invited a question about Carson. And really, your team lives and dies with your confidence in your quarterback. And I think by doing that, it's made everybody kind of like. It also questioned Howie. But I 100% agree. If they don't take, if they don't take Jalen Hurts at 53, the outlook on this team is completely different.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely. Uh, first time texter, long time listener. I'd like to buy a new Eagles jersey. What Eagles jersey should I buy? uh and that's uh, from david in austin uh, texas we appreciate that go birds he says elliot is a uh, uh what where would you what direction would you go oh, right there's, now
2: there's a couple of routes you could go with this okay. one if it, so if he's buying a new eagles jersey he probably already has a few i think brandon graham and Zach Ertz are the best jerseys on this team they're, they're Super Bowl legends right yes. like they're, they're probably always going to play for this team they're both exciting players if you're talking about a newer one, I think Miles Sanders, 26, is a great jersey. Uh, exciting player. Probably going to be here a while. Great number. Uh, if you want to have a take, I mean, w- wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey into the link
0: would be quite an experience. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um,
2: but I-, I think, yeah, I-, I would go Ertz, Graham, and Sanders as my three.
0: Ooh, uh, James?
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a BG guy. I don't- I'm not a jersey guy. I still only have one Eagles jersey, and it's a Donovan McNabb jersey from, like, twenty years ago or whatever, 15 years ago. Um, so I've not I'm not really a jersey guy, but if I were to get one, I would get a Brandon Graham jersey. Uh as the most important play in the history of the franchise. Yeah. You know, a Super Bowl guy, also like a a wonderful dude and a and an eagle through and through, like Elliot said, will probably most likely finish his career here. Um, I think BG's the the old school one to go with that will never go out of style forever. Um <laughs> I think I like the Sanders call for the newer guys. I think that's a fun one. I mean, I, obviously you can't go wrong with 11. I mean, I think Carson Wentz is going to be a great all time type quarterback for the Eagles. So that that's a Jersey um, that I don't think you can go wrong with. Um, other than that, like, I always think it's fun. Like go with a, like a an outside the box Jersey that most people don't like get a Brandon Brooks Jersey. Like that dude's yeah, awesome. That. Super Bowl hero. Johnson, great guy Johnson jersey? Yeah. Something like that. Like, I don't know. Mix it up a little bit. Go with something off the beaten path and not necessarily a running back wide receiver type of jersey.
0: And you know what? I'll throw it out there. I'm not necessarily I'm never a guy that is the custom uh, jersey, you know, name on the back. But if you got 65 and Gravedigger on the back, I'd respect that, too. If you want to get you a little outside of the box. I like your thinking there, James. Absolutely. Ooh, uh, very important question for Elliot. Uh, is water wet? And how does, Elliot's, how does Elliot's hair look right now if all the barbershops are closed down? Which is the most important question, honestly. How is your hair? The hair is long. It's getting long.
2: <laughs> uh, although I had thought about growing it out, so this was kind of like a good way to go about it. Um, it's a little frustrating. You know, I don't, I don't look my best, but it's, it's all good. The water is wet thing. Is that a shot at my water? At, at my basement, getting water? <laughs> is
0: that what? This is a I, I thought I, that's what I thought it was, but wow. I, so we I went with it. Could also be uh,
2: you saying multiple times that water is your favorite drink as well. Oh yes, very yeah, true.
0: Very true. I do,
2: it is my favorite drink. I both I love know. and hate water at the same time. It's it's a real issue. Um, uh,
0: James, Mike wanted to thank us for getting our improbable uh, Pythagorean theorem Pythagory. <laughs> question. Yeah,
1: we got it right. We got it
0: right. There
1: was <laughs> something there. I was like, I feel like it's five. And I feel like there's a real reason for why it and is. And you were right with the triangles, no baby. Why.
0: You were yeah. right with the triangles. You were onto I, I knew something. I it
1: was a triangle thing. Like, I knew there was something there. I just couldn't put it all together.
0: Love that you just pulled the trigger on five. And I go, that sounds right to me. So <laughs> yeah, I was just like, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Elliot, I mean, so many questions for you. Jeff in Chicago, who we absolutely love, who came and nice. stopped by, uh, uh, the, our. I think, our first tailgate of the season. Man, I really hope we can do that again. Uh, for the pods. Uh, we know that ESP doesn't like the blueberry bagel, and and I kind of respect it and kind of don't. Uh, but what do you avoid at the breakfast buffet?
2: Uh, eggs. Wow. Think- oh, actually, that's so, a strong what do you move. Mean you avoid that's eggs. a strong move. So. Well, yeah. Let me. Let me. First yeah. of all, I love eggs. I make eggs every morning. This so is you're not about buffet, buffet eggs. Is yes. I'm staring. I'm staying away from the eggs at a buffet. And that's... I would also say I think the sausage links at a buffet are always way too greasy. I agree. I think the ultimate move. So good is, though. They're so good. They though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Egg is often undercooked. That that's my big issue. problem with yes, that too. Seth. absolutely. True. I think the waffle maker is like too intimidating to try, so I never do that. But I think the oatmeal is a safe move, and biscuits are always good.
0: Oh, oatmeal at a buffet?
1: That's the lamest thing you've ever said.
2: <laughs> the oatmeal? We're talking about a breakfast buffet. Let me get yeah. oatmeal? Okay. Well, it depends on the variety. Like I'm picturing like a Holiday Inn Express breakfast buffet. Okay. Are we talking about like a high class one? Because well, then it's like the omelet bar. Any, any breakfast Anything. buffet, you don't go uh, oatmeal. Yeah, I mean that's it's
0: ridiculous. Like, 85
2: years old. I think the majority of breakfast buffet foods are never as good as they are when you put them on your. Like, yes, I would love to have delicious eggs, but those eggs are not going to be delicious. I'd love to have great bacon. The bacon is going to be soggy and wet. Like, this is the reality of the breakfast buffet. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But my my argument would be that, you know, even Mm. breakfast buffet eggs, even, you know, undercooked bacon is better than oatmeal. Uh, and why? And you put cinnamon
2: sugar in it? I, it, it wow, like, yeah, I throw a little
1: hot sauce on the eggs? I'm, I'm uh, good. Yeah. Let's roll, baby. Yeah. Nah,
2: I'm, I'm fine. I'll pass.
0: Yeah, I would rather eat buffet eggs than buffet oatmeal for sure. And no let me,
2: question. Let, it's let, not even
0: a question. Let me. Let, let, me, let me ask you this, Elliot. How are your BMs? Are you doing okay? Is that why you need the oatmeal? <laughs> or my what? How are your BMs, your, your bowel movements?
2: You, you don't know what a BM is? No. Well, I mean, I know what it is, but I, did, I guess I never heard it. It called, like, a BM as a short reference. <laughs> oh, that's all? Yeah. We're, 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 when you have a child, you will call yes. them BMs. Yeah, you okay. well, One day. One day. But I can <laughs> promise you I'm getting the oatmeal at the buffet because I think it's the safest, most delicious choice. It's not about anything like that. Uh, not being
0: regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Zach uh, also chiming <laughs> in. Yeah, I'm, talk. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think we need more of it, to be honest with you. Uh, Zach chiming in. Hey, guys. Love the pod. I have lived in Pittsburgh since college, and thank God you said Pittsburgh is dumber than Philadelphia. These people drive me fucking crazy. The The people I work with on a daily basis say that they'd have been for the next three years than Carson Wentz. I can't deal with them, so thank you, and I would love this to be actually become a rival uh, rivalry. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is – we if if we can get Dave Damashek more on this podcast, I think that's a good thing. So we can make fun of him during Steelers week – I, I'm all for it, but more importantly, James Zach is a uh, is a cocktail guy, and no more. You're a, a beer guy, but you're also uh, rock the tequila and bourbon, and uh, he wants some advice on on some cocktails he can possibly make at home or a or a decent a decent wow. bottle.
1: Here. I mean, what are we doing here, Barger? You're the cocktail guy. I mean, you're like an actual bartender, and like you are <laughs> actually like good at this. Um, Real quick, I'll get to I, yeah. I uh, – cocktail-wise, I'm a big old-fashioned guy.
0: That's my man. Maybe it's because I'm okay.
1: old-fashioned when it comes to that, but I just like a smooth, nice, simple fashion. I do like to kill on the rocks, that kind of stuff, but I'm not a huge like – I'm not going in a bar and ordering something super complicated. Like I'm very – like I'll – if I'm in a place that has like a cool cocktail list with, you know, I like elderflower. I like this. Like I like those yeah, kinds of weird stuff. things sometimes, but I'm never like on the lookout for that. I'm usually an old fashioned guy. I do have a Pittsburgh thing
0: though. Ooh, hit me.
1: The weirdest thing. I went to Pittsburgh for a wedding um, like a year ago. No one wears headphones there. No. Like, wow. Yes. Yes. Have <laughs> you noticed this Yes. They walk around, like, and no one's wearing headphones. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I couldn't believe it. I actually got to the point where I was like looking at every person who passed me because I was like, no way they're not going to have headphones. Oh, they don't have headphones. They all don't have headphones. It was crazy. It's so weird. It was like there was a log in headphones.
0: <laughs> oh, my so God. Weird. That is a weird question. I, I got a cocktail take before we move on. All right. Hit, no, I, I want it right now. Okay,
2: I think the most important part of a cocktail is what cup it comes in. When I'm at a bar and I order a cocktail and it comes in a cup that I feel like – is either not what I was expecting or, like, is too fancy. It completely <laughs> shapes my opinion of the drink. Whereas if I get one where I'm like, all right, this is like a cool cup, I feel way more into it, and I enjoy the cocktail more. Oh, yes,
0: uh, 100%. I very
2: thought you
1: superficial, were- aren't you? Yeah, no. It's it's very, very
0: superficial.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like siesta key. Like, what are
0: we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, as, uh, as the person that usually puts those in those fancy cups, I respect that. Thank you, Elliot. You know, yeah, that, it matters. They, yeah, sure. it, it definitely it, matters. It, it absolutely yeah. matters. Uh, and the drink of the summer is always, and it's it's a little variety on um, the margarita. The the pomalo uh, uh, is is great. It's just you know uh, lime juice and grapefruit soda, like topped off. Uh, you rim it just like a, a margarita. It's refreshing. It's a lot lighter. You can drink them all day. Uh, you're still going to get the same amount of hammered, and it doesn't doesn't feel as groggy. So that's that's my recommendation to you uh, for sure. As uh, Oh, my gosh. And uh, my lovely uh, soon-to-be wife just dropped off some alcohol in front of me. Speaking of all that, and more importantly, James Seltzer, we need to point this out. We need to get an answer almost immediately. One, because I know L.H.O. Park uh, has a hit with uh, Joe Giglio here. But our friend Dana Elliott chimes in. He says, the fact that James Seltzer doesn't have a show or a segment called Spike Seltzer or Hard Seltzer is a travesty. And can I say to all the Seltzer companies, get your shit together and get this done? James, I mean, you want to make a ploy here to I mean, this is this has to happen. If people want to pay me because my name's seltzer, I'm all in. <laughs> That's what I'll say. All in
1: please. I'm happy to do it. I actually, here's the funny thing. I love seltzer. Like I know I you actually, do. Legit, like, I have cans of vintage, like hardcore seltzer in my fridge. Like I like bubbly, straight seltzer and I like the hard seltzers I love you know Bud Light seltzer I'm into all of it but like I'm a seltzer guy like look <laughs> a brother
0: up Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a seltzer guy yeah we're all seltzer guys and you should be because seltzer the drink seltzer the hugs it's basically the same feeling you know and that's what reminds every time I drink a seltzer I think of James <laughs> Seltzer and everybody's happy let's get our shit together that's all I'm asking I'm sorry that's the last time I'm cursing on the podcast tonight uh, the the <laughs> la- one, uh, one last one. It is for Elliot from the 509. And again, if you want to remain nameless, that's okay too. But we encourage you to leave your name so we can shout you out. Did I? I'm mis- guessing
2: it's going to be a mean one if you didn't leave yeah. his name. But go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that is fair. Uh, did yeah. I did I misunderstand Elliot saying that the Cowboys adding Mike McCarthy is like adding a franchise quarterback? That has to be hyperbolic, right? I, no, I think. A, a yeah, I, I think I, uh, yeah, I'm
1: with you.
0: I mean, whatever you think of Mike McCarthy,
2: like, obviously it's based in that, but adding a huge upgrade at head coach is absolutely the same as adding it's, a franchise. Yeah. It's like that just yeah. as I'm with you. Like maybe like you could argue quarterback slightly more important, but you could
1: also argue head coach more important, depending on the situation. I am not a Mike McCarthy guy. And thus, I disagree with the heart of what you're saying. Correct. I disagree with the specifics of what you're saying. But the heart of what you're saying is absolutely true. Like, there is nothing you could do in an offseason
2: to make your team better than than replacing a bad coach with a good coach. Yeah, I mean, look, each week, I would say when you look at the team that either the Eagles are playing or whatever matchup you're looking at, 95% of the fans think... All right, who's got the better head coach and who's got the better quarterback? So when you go from an upgrade of Jason Garrett, who is easily one of the worst head coaches in the league, to Mike McCarthy, who we can debate but has won a Super Bowl, has been successful, I think that's a huge upgrade. So I think it's one of the I think it's the biggest upgrade any team made this off season. You could debate Jameis to Tom Brady, like Tom Brady's a complicated guy to debate right now because of his age. But I just think that Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy upgrade is a huge one.
0: Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with the concept. I'm, I'm there with you too. Like the only way a franchise truly changes is if there's a head coach or a QB change. That's pretty much it. And which why I don't understand everybody's still yelling about linebacker and how they didn't address it and like how it's going to ruin the team. And I'm just going like, all right. But yeah, I, I think, um, uh, acting like Mike McCarthy is that big change. Maybe especially like it's a double whammy and Mike Nolan's there too. That can't work. You <laughs> you can't have two, Coaches again just all of a sudden succeed. I just, why is McCarthy like a whatever, no coach, right? Like, what that's the perception, at least, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if the it's either Aaron Rodgers hates literally everybody he works with. Which is possible? Plus, it seems like he doesn't get along with his current <laughs> head coach very well. Well, I, I, who, who didn't expect that to happen. Uh, well, so that's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, be,
1: to be fair, Aaron Rodgers seems like a gigantic dick. I think yeah. that is a, yes. something that we. Can say. Yeah. He seems like one of the biggest.
0: If you can't hang on to Olivia Munn, I've got a lot of questions. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so I. Uh, my family hates
1: him. Like he's like, not a great dude. It seems like so.
0: So does that change your mind? Is Mike McCarthy the man now? Oh, well, I still think
1: Mike McCarthy's better okay. coach, but right. I, I mean, think he. I agree with Elliot. Like, like I think Mike McCarthy is a better coach than Jason Garrett. There's no question the Cowboys upgraded there as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Uh
0: I know uh, Justin in Tennessee left us a little voicemail because uh, apparently we screwed up how he would say it with his his Tennessee t- uh, twang. But I'm going to give him the full reps for the next time. Uh, and uh, really enjoyed everything we discussed tonight, and whether we all agree or disagree. It's a lot of fun that we still get to debate sports, regardless of all this. Because I don't want to talk about Seltzer's favorite sport right now. Because boy, oh boy, uh, that seems like a big mess. So thank you so much for listening. As always, favorite, are we talking about Survivor? Or is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, your Survivor is your favorite sport. My bad. Hey, isn't what are we talking about here? Didn't aren't there uh, like three big New Jersey people in in whatever season is going oh, on it, right it now? Ha- it
1: ended last night, but oh. yeah, it was it was outstanding. New Jersey, all three finals were New Jersey. That games. is crazy, you liking awesome.
2: Survivor a lot is just. The mind blowing, right to me. Not just a yeah. lot, like I. No, I know it's what you mean. Love like, Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's the best. I mean, I, not
0: the show, just the fact that you're a huge Survivor fan. I think is just so funny. Is it okay. uh, Jeff Probst again? Is that the host? Big probes, guy. Let's get him on, right? <laughs> we have that's that's our summer goal is to get Jeff, Jeff Prost on, so you can talk to him, right?
1: I, d- I doubt it'll happen, but I'm all for he's it. He's got nothing I'm but
0: in. time, James. We're gonna make it happen. It's
1: right? It's a great thought. It's uh, a great. Uh,
0: thing. Everyone, tweet at him. I don't know if he's on social media. Get a hold of his publicist. Get him on Prost. the podcast. Uh, that being said, uh, thank you for as uh, as always for leaving five star reviews, uh, giving us uh, feedback on all our social at Go Birdspot, at John Barchard, at LH Shore Parks. I- at oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, no, I, I don't know if you're wrapping up, but I had one. I would I had a point I would like to make. Oh yes, please um, do. So I tweet. I wrote an article for the website saying that the Eagles should sign a veteran backup quarterback. And this is probably a longer discussion, but I wanted to address it for everyone that tried to play at me in my mentions. Like, it, to me, it's pretty simple. If Carson Wentz is injured, and God forbid that I, we don't want that to happen. But if the Eagles have to play a game, who gives them a better chance to win? Nate Sudfeld, Jalen Hurts. Or either Cam Newton or Joe Flacco. Like we all know what the answer to that Cam is. Cam Newton or Joe I agree. Flacco.
0: What? Cam Newton or Joe Flacco.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Joe Flacco's hurt, so that's a, well, that too. So I don't know. Okay, well I let's assume. With
0: he's, you.
2: Uh, assuming he's it gonna helped. have surgery, right? Isn't that what? I think had was? it. And is gonna yeah. be okay by September. Was okay. the report? But. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, my point was, everyone was really mad, saying like, "Well, they just drafted Jalen Hurts, and like they have Nate Sudfeld. Like, don't bring Cam in. <laughs> they
0: have Nate Kay. Sudfeld." <laughs>
2: Cam Cam Newton. I mean, if Cam Newton's willing to come here on a backup Sorry. deal, I would sign him. That's basically my point. I would sign Cam I if he's willing to come back here for I like. I wouldn't. Not back here. If he's willing to come here for like four million dollars, I would sign him.
0: Flacco's done. Cam's not. So that's why I don't do that. Well, but
2: I mean, Cam, right? Cam has to sign somewhere. I mean, no, maybe I know, I know. I'm something. saying
0: like he's still fighting for a starting job, and and he is like, I want a a chance to shoving up Carolina's ass I don't want that guy coming here I I respect it and I, I think he's still got a lot of football in him I just don't want him here that's all I would sign him
2: I, I think get the best backup you can. I mean, the the whole point of drafting Jalen Hurts, when Howie said it, was to protect the team against a Carson injury. Now, if you're talking long-term, that's one thing. But if Carson goes down, and he's done it when he has gone down, it's been late in the year. Like if the Eagles are going to Los Angeles, like they were last year, or you know they're at home against Seattle, I want Cam Newton coming in with the chance to win that game more than I want Nate Sudfeld or uh, Jalen
0: Hurts. James, any thoughts on that as we go out, or you want to save that for another time? I
1: mean, my general thoughts is that I I agree that I would be fine with them signing a backup quarterback, but I don't know if I want a big name backup quarterback, Cam being the particular example, but like I would take him. But like I, I honestly think with the cap situation for next season being what it is, I, I don't. I'm trying not to spend as much extra money as possible on a team yeah. that I don't think is winning the Super Bowl anyway. I would personally.
0: be I would be more open to signing Blake Bortles than I would either of those two guys. If you're being honest, if I'm being honest, Elliot. like that's the point of Jalen Hurts. I, look, being I wouldn't here.
2: I wouldn't hate Blake Bortles. Yeah, I think, I think that I makes think as sense a backup, he could do okay.
0: Yeah, I think it makes sense because he reminds me of Nick Foles. He's been in big spots before, you know. Like that's good enough for me. That's that's what you need with this offense. I trust Doug to come up with something around it. And if you want to roll with that, uh, yeah, they absolutely need a veteran quarterback. That's ridiculous. Uh, thought that they, you know, they're just, you can't bl- you know, as much as I, I think Jalen Hurts' future and what the result of all this is going to be is a positive one, you can't go in again and just be like, oh, this is all going to work out. It's it's really smart to sign a veteran quarterback in uh, all of this. 267-245-6066 is how you can keep texting us and keep the conversation going at GoBirdsPod at GoBirdsPod.gmail.com if you're into the email stuff. Uh, and uh, really, we uh, we appreciate you listening each and every week. Uh, for James Seltzer, Ellie Show Parks, I'm John Barchard. This has been the Go Birds Podcast, radio.com, sports radio, ninety four WIP, James! Go Birds! <laughs>